As you all know, the theme throughout this entire season has been self-care. And that's why today's topic of love is geared towards self-love. How do you engage in self-love? When do you feel the most love for yourself? How can you embody the person that you need to experience love from and give that to yourself? We are going to dive even deeper into self-love, how it looks like in people's lives, how it can show up, and how you can implement more self-love in your life. I am so excited to talk to you guys today, especially with this topic, as well as the guests we have. Today we have Alex Ray, and I did also meet him at the community college within the coaching program. He is a queer confidence coach, and he is amazing at what he does. I recently started following him on his Instagram, and the stuff he puts out is amazing. The content is all things confident, and it's all about embracing yourself and who you are meant to be. I have to say that it has been impacting me so much, and all in divine timing, I was in search for a guest for this episode, and I was like, you know, I feel like he is the person I need, so I reached out to him, and he was happy to join, so I cannot wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. Hey guys, we have Alex here. Alex, introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Alex Ray and I am the Queer Confidence Coach. I help humans of all sorts just get to know themselves and love themselves and really unleash their inner amazing confident self. Mm -hmm. I'm a former extremely insecure person and four years ago now I attempted suicide. So I've been at absolute rock bottom and it's such a pleasure to know like I can literally help anyone in any stage of Mm -hmm. self-loathing all the way to just, meh, Mm -hmm. I want to like myself a little more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a quick version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, So we actually met at the community college through the coaching program. So what brought Mm -hmm. you to the coaching program? So I had been coaching for... I've been doing nutrition and fitness coaching for several years, Mm -hmm. and then I had switched to life coaching in 2020, and um, a friend told me about the program at AACC, and it sounded really nice, and Mm -hmm. I was looking for, um, one, like a certification in order to open up some doors. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a huge person, like huge on board with regulations and stuff, like I love Mm -hmm. to do things my own way, Mm -hmm. but... Um, I do really think there's something valuable in, uh, having the accountability Mm -hmm. of, um, standards that we work to, um, we live up to. I was, what's the word for like live up to, but in work, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) adhere to. Yeah. Um, and I also know that it opens doors, you know, when you have a certification, you can get hired more places. Mm -hmm. That was why I joined. Mm -hmm. What I ended up getting out of it was so much more than that. And (laughs) it blew my mind with all these new frameworks, the way that my coaching improved. And Mm -hmm. I had to overcome my own shame and kind of defense mechanism that was coming out as arrogance. I was like, "Ah, 
I have been coaching for years. I don't need any help. And then, boy, did I ever need help. (laughs) And it was so great to have the feedback in the program Mm. that really showed me where my gaps were and how I could change my questioning or change Mm -hmm. some of my processes that now I see my clients making the same breakthroughs, but faster and faster and faster and Mm. faster. So I had to get over my own little little insecurities Mm -hmm. there around coaching. Yeah. No, I feel you. I am... Yeah, suffering with a lot of insecurities right now. So, like, Mm. when I, like, literally when I saw your Instagram page, I was like, this is the person I need to talk to because I feel like your self-love is, like, so strong and your confidence just, like, is so powerful. I'm like, I need some of that energy. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You know, really, though, confidence, what it, the way I define confidence is it's your the ability to create your own calm mm-hmm. in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that you will have your back on the other side and that mm-hmm. you're not going to shit talk yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It's funny to me because a lot of my friends and stuff have told me recently when having like difficult conversations that I felt so uncomfortable having, they're like, you came across like so matter of fact, like you had the, you knew everything, you Mm -hmm. came into the conversation so confident and they were like, (laughs) but like there was like no room for me. And I was like, Oh, this is the next (laughs) level of, I used to be run over, like Uh just, just do whatever you want, run over me. Yeah. And now I'm like, had swung to this like opposite end of Mm -hmm. almost like, sticking up for myself so much that I also didn't really encourage mm-hmm. to a conversation, I think, in many ways. And now where I'm really settling is um, that happy medium of like, yeah, no, I stick up for myself. We're definitely mm-hmm. not going to let people walk all over me anymore. But I'm also seeing now how I can empower others Mm -hmm. to have that same stance in a conversation Mm -hmm. and because I do come across so confidence it's so much different for me now like it's neat that now I'm in that position where now I can step up to the plate and be like Mm -hmm. hey tell me more about what you think Mm -hmm. I know by the way I feel super uncomfortable in this conversation. (laughs) How are you feeling right now? Right. Mm -hmm. And the more that we, I think, tell our own story and be vulnerable, the more we invite the other person to be vulnerable and to love themselves where they're at too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a beautiful message. That's literally like the core of me. I'm like, I need to show up as my most authentic self so other people can too. So that resonates Uh, with me so much. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about your self-love journey. Like, where was the turning point? I know you kind of vaguely mentioned it in the beginning, but tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a very conservative Christian um, church. It really honestly was actually a cult. (laughs) And, um, you know, used to... Excuse me. I also am like getting over a cough lingering from COVID. So excuse me. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I cough through this thing. But um, that tore away a, at a lot of my view of myself and my mm-hmm. self-worth. 
and I believed that I had to perform and earn love from other people Mm -hmm. and earn love from God and um when I came out as gay that was really um you know first of all I had like I knew when I was 10 and I came out at 19 so I had nine years of just constantly trying to be different and hating myself more and more and more and being angry at god as i understood god at the time Mm -hmm. and um once i you know nine years of praying for change and nothing happening i came to a point where i was like this is just who i am i guess like no sense in fighting this anymore and i'm tired of hating myself so Mm -hmm. much at least i can stop hating myself some and that helped that was like the first big hurdle I think that I needed to get through Mm -hmm. and then um I really went down a road of trying to perform like an an inhuman amount (laughs) in order to try to earn my value and worth through what I did and so I was working a full-time job I started doing fitness and nutrition coaching so I was added like another six hours of work to my day I have my commute and then I worked uh or I worked out three hours a day an hour in the morning and two in the evening and slept only like four hours and (laughs) you, you like I promise you if you can work your way to self-love I would have been the most self-loving person on the planet (laughs) but I hated myself and I was outwardly like um you know outwardly kind of successful in many ways but I felt so empty on the inside and so Mm. drained and my relationships also a lot of how I actually felt about my relationships on the inside were like they don't really love me for me if they really knew me if I really took off the mask completely they wouldn't still love me mm. and so I was constantly performing so that's mentally exhausting too yeah so by the end of that year 2017 um so I get I don't even remember I know I came out at 19 however this is like three years later four mm-hmm. years later end of 2017 and um I had done, like, you know, drained myself completely. I was on a depression medication that wasn't working. I had been seeing a therapist consistently for almost two years at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, my, I was dating a guy and it was a very toxic relationship. And we broke up and I was like, I'm free. (laughs) And for the first time, like, because for months I was so miserable, I just told myself I was hanging on for him. Mm -hmm. And so when we broke up, I was, I had felt at the time the most peace that I'd ever felt in my entire life. I was like, I'm just not doing things for other people anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. done. And I don't want to be here. This is the first, like, selfish thing I've ever done in my whole life. And, um, I, (coughs) excuse me, I... Um, attempted suicide and ended up I drank a bunch of toxins mm-hmm. and um, I ended up waking up a couple hours later and 
what should have killed me like hadn't and i was like damn it i am too tall of a person and too fast metabolism or something like must have miscalculated this and it was in that moment that i thought you know what hold on i have an opportunity now though do i want to just ignore this Mm -hmm. Mm, that kind of sounds like a bad idea because like what i had drank if i had ignored it i probably would have woken up blind and or had kidney failure and i was like i already hate my life i don't want to i don't want any of those things yeah (laughs) um and i thought okay well i guess i could drink more and i could ensure that i don't wake up and i was like i don't know anymore like i think i actually need and want to ask for help and so i ended up calling 911 myself had to do dialysis and like went through an inpatient facility and everything. And it was there that for the first time in my life, I didn't have the option to be doing, 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 doing. I had to sit back. I had Mm. to receive. I had to um, not be in charge of every aspect of my life. And I survived. Like, it didn't kill me to not be in charge of everything. And I was like, what? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) people actually want to help me and I won't die if they help me. This is weird. And, uh, through that, I started realizing, okay, wait a minute. Um, one, it's okay to allow help. And two, I'm only going to help get as much help as I allow. And, and, Mm. um, as much as I also kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the word, but, take ownership sounds really like harsh masculine energy and that's not what I mean but like take responsibility for Mm -hmm. I guess is a better word and I think up until that point I had done therapy on and off for 10 years two years like consistently right up until that point with minimal to zero change Mm. and I was like hmm so maybe it's not something I can just show up for. Maybe I actually have to be like in a very active role here. Mm -hmm. And so I started getting a whole lot more vulnerable with my therapist and I started researching on my own and trying to understand myself better and why I was so insecure and why I hated myself so much Mm -hmm. and what was the difference between me and people that were really confident. Mm -hmm. And so for that next year, I was really gathering all this stuff and learning it and understanding it. And then also teaching it to my fitness clients that I was working with at the time. Mm -hmm. And then in like 20, I guess 2018 and 2019 were a lot of that. 2019, I really was like feeling so much better. I was off depression medication um, and like really doing well and then found a podcast on life coaching Mm -hmm. that ended up changing my life and it was like oh here are the actual tools why did no one tell me this shit in therapy like (laughs) I would have loved to take a more active role here in understanding my brain instead of just talking like it was some kind of mystery or constantly reliving the past I was like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I don't need to talk about that story from when I was six anymore like can we be done with that now I wanted I want to work on my future yeah um and then 2020 is when I started offering life coaching Mm -hmm. as an option instead of fitness and then made the change over so there you go I've now taken you through the whole damn journey (laughs) (laughs) 
And I am continually always understanding myself deeper mm-hmm. and continually growing in my own confidence as mm-hmm. well. So it really is a never ending journey. Yeah. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. Of um, course. So I'm intrigued, like, how was the shift for you within your coaching? From fitness to life coaching? Yeah. Um, well, once I started offering it, because I realized everyone was kind of panicking in the pandemic, and I was yeah. so calm. I was like, I'm someone that, like, used to be on medication for anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And... This is doing nothing. I'm like <laughs> so okay with everything going on right now. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. So this shit must work. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I can like take what I know and have been learning for the last several years and teach it and also coach. Mm. So I hosted a bunch of like Zoom webinars and was on <laughs> COVID stuff. And oh my god, I I coach people on breakups. I coach people on toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, everyone is supporting all the toilet paper. Yeah. I coach on anything and everything. And I was like, I freaking love this. And mm. I think by so either April or May that year, I had my first paying life coaching client. Mm. And I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I've just used fitness as a, an excuse to do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, forget that. I'm done. <laughs> and so at the end of June that year, I had five coaches that were working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I helped them all set up their own businesses. And then we closed down what was known as Brave Fitness at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went off and... Um, only offered life coaching to new people wow yeah it was an interesting it was a that story makes the transition (laughs) sound kind of smooth it wasn't it was (laughs) a lot of freaking out the entire time yeah but always knowing like I'll make it and I'm just gonna keep taking another step towards the life coaching because that's Mm -hmm. what I want to do but I was like I don't know how the heck I'm gonna make this work so Mm. I did also find other, like, side income mm-hmm. sources so that I could help support myself, and I highly recommend that for any entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. when you put so much pressure on your on your infant business to provide yeah. for you, it's like having a baby and being like, okay, and now you are my caretaker, and they're like, I'm two days old, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I can't take care of you yet, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um definitely feel that one I feel like (laughs) that was good to hear um so what advice do you have for people who are struggling with self-love um I think the first thing before anything else is just to meet yourself where you're at when you're struggling with self-love, you've got a lot of narrative going on in your head about needing to change and needing to fix it. And before you can have any kind of transformation, your brain and your soul and your inner child in particular, like need recognition from you that 
they've gotten you this far. Mm-hmm. You've survived. So whatever you're doing, no matter how much it annoys you and <laughs> and how much you think it's not right, it's allowed you to get by in life so far. Mm-hmm. So it's worked. Mm-hmm. So can we please just appreciate that first? Mm-hmm. You're you're not in danger. You don't need fixing. You're working just fine. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, then you can actually from that place of compassion go okay well here's some things that i now recognize like of course i did these things mm-hmm. i needed that tactic to survive when i was a kid mm-hmm. like one of mine was this belief that i'm doing it wrong mm-hmm. and my parents were very strict with me and spanked me a lot when mm-hmm. i was a kid and so i think my younger self developed this concept of i'm doing it wrong so that I would be hyper vigilant, mm. constantly monitor my behavior, and therefore I avoided getting spanked even more than if I had been just careless. Mm-hmm. So it worked really well. It just doesn't work that great now as an adult where yeah. I'm not in danger of getting <laughs> spanked. Like yeah. telling yourself you're doing it wrong all the time now is probably causing other unintended mm. consequences. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you do when you fall off the wagon of self-love? Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, I recognize it, and then I kind of giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you do, too? Well, it's like, like I, I always am, like try to explain to people. It's like, no, I understand. But, like, I'm frustrated that I understand because then I'm, like, well, I understand, so, like, it's fine. But... Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, I should be over it. I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, still sitting there. I'm, like, I don't understand why it's still here because I understand. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, what else is here? Um... Yeah. <laughs> I try to make a game out of it with myself as much as possible and be, like, oh, there's that thing I do again. Yeah. Hey, you. Got you. <laughs> it's like hide and seek with your, um, with your toxic patterns. I don't know. No, that is, that's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And huh. there are times then, you know, that quite honestly, then I'll sit there and I'm like, oh, I just want to be over this already. Why am I not over it? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, what I know to be true is it doesn't help the mm-hmm. more that we pressure ourselves to change. Mm-hmm. So instead of pressuring myself to change, what I really work on doing now is just like, okay, I feel a pressure to change, but it's also okay. Mm-hmm. I know I feel a pressure to change, but it's also okay. And what mm-hmm. can I remind myself of right now that'll maybe make this in between stage a little easier Mm -hmm. and something I like is just thinking about life like it's supposed to happen up and down that's what makes a life Mm -hmm. if it's flatlined we're dead yeah like that's the only way to absolute stability yeah otherwise like even look at our heartbeat on the ekg right Mm -hmm. it's peaks and valleys peaks and valleys peaks and valleys our life is supposed to be a bunch of that too Mm -hmm. yeah the that has recently like within the covid experience that has been what i've been telling myself i'm like it's all balanced there has to be good and bad both have to be present because 
without the bad, there wouldn't be good, and without the good, there wouldn't be bad. So, like, we need a little bit of both. (laughs) Who wants bland life anyway, right? (laughs) Definitely. Um, So share with them how to get connected with you. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I am Coach Alex Ray on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently started posting on TikTok, so most of it really is just whatever's on Instagram. Yeah. the best. Instagram's the best. Yeah. Um, And then my website is Mm coachalexray.com. So really easy. Same name everywhere. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. I've so appreciated this conversation, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I would like to give another huge thank you to Alex. I loved his perspective and so much of what he shared was resonating with me. So I hope it resonated with you guys and you guys got to look at self-love on a deeper level and see how there are so many variables that can impact your self-love. So take a step back. Meet yourself where you are and engage with what you need now. And with that, that brings us to another ending of an episode. I hope you all had a fantastic week. Talk to you soon. Bye.